Then comes your fried chicken. But KFC Original Recipe Fried Chicken is the most delicious chicken in the history of the universe. And now you get two pieces of my Living Herbs and Spices Masterpiece as a two-piece $5 fill-up with mashed potatoes and gravy, a biscuit, a cookie, and a drink. Or if that's not your thing, you can get one of my other $5 fill-up meals. Get a $5 fill-up delivered or at a KFC. KFC, it's finger-licking good. Limited time only. Prices of participation may vary. Tax extra. Delivery service and additional fees apply. A lot of people are finding pandemic freedom speeding through the snow. The open road, the open trail, and miles and miles of nature. From Maine to Montana, snowmobiles are being used, and it's created the biggest boom in more than two decades for the industry. One rental spot says one-third of snowmobile sales were to brand-new riders. According to the Snowmobile Manufacturers Association, the U.S. represents the world's largest market for snowmobiles, with an economic impact of more than $35 billion. The average price for a new one is much like that of a wave runner, about 15000 bucks. Matt Piper, CBS News. First, it was school names honoring former presidents deemed to have ties to racism. Now, they're getting rid of acronyms or changing them anyway in San Francisco. The public school arts department will change its name VAPA, V-A-P-A, to SFUSD. The goal, not to alienate non-English speakers. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So there's this guy, and his name is Jose, and he's healthy, he's got a happy family, he's busy running his own payroll company in Texas, goes to the doctor and gets news you never want to hear, cancer. And here's the thing, he had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jose and his wife Estrella was, is this really going to work? Especially after they got hit with an $85,000 bill. That bill was paid so fast that it was amazing. We didn't have to worry, they paid right away. All his doctor visits, uh, it was just amazing. So yes, MediShare works. And a typical family saves $500 a month when they switch to MediShare. But it's not just about the money. Just to have believers knowing that they're praying for you, you know, you, it just it melted your heart. And I'll tell you, I, I have nothing, nothing but great things to say about Medishare. Why wait? You can call now, 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Since 1972, Dan Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it's dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dan Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dan Electric, 740 Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back my pogo stick. Man, it's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Guys, breakfast. How do you do it? The kids or everything else? Hey, are those... New phones? Got two truly unlimited lines from Walmart family... With no contact. Pass the toast. Makes me feel like I'm a step ahead. You are amazing. And your boss is calling. 
Get two truly unlimited lines with 30 gigabyte hotspot per line for under $75 a month. Powered by T-Mobile, Walmart Family Mobile. Stay a step ahead. HD video streaming up to 720p. See terms and conditions at MyFamilyMobile.com. Available at Walmart. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call one 800 994 the 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make light work of the job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side -side is stocked full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning at 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Let's have another It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning at 9.70, W-A-T-H to Make It Happen. I-N-E-P-G. Coach Tove, as we go into the ninth week of the season, your Oyster's still looking for that first win. You know, it's hard to believe that we've done played eight ball games already. You know, one thing we haven't done this year, and we need to, to do that, is look at your stat sheet and see well, I, no, I, don't, I don't know if we need to do that, because, you know, statistics is for losers. Uh, but as long as you brought it up, where is that stat sheet? We would like to take a look at some of the numbers and... And Speaking so, about numbers, you know, you got numbers all over them stat sheets, and we got a real fine statistician, a fellow named of uh, Norwalk. Numbers Norwalk, you know, numbers. He's been here a long time. He's, he's worked with numbers his whole life. He's a transfer from over to Casino State, you know, where we ran across numbers back in, I believe, 1977 when we went out there and played Casino State, and, and he, uh, he was, he was uh, fond of using them numbers on them little bitty slips of paper, uh, and we transferred him over here because he was such a good, uh, where is it, numbers. Most schools have the statistics on computer now. Are you computerized in your department over there? Well, well no, we don't got our statistics on computer. We got them on these uh, sheets of paper right here. And you, every, every category you ever want, you got attempts, we got completions, we got yards, we got sacks, we got fumbles, we got interceptions. It's all here on these little sheets of paper because numbers does such a fine job. Well, let's take a look at some of the uh, stats. Uh, let's take a look at some of the offensive stats. Since, uh, they are pretty offensive, ain't they? We have fewer of them to, uh, to look at than we do defensive numbers. What about your quarterback? Well, uh, that's a boy named of a 12, third and 12. You probably uh, could guess that he's a leading passer on the team. He's got the most completions. He's got the most yards. But there is kind of a, something that sticks out on a, like a sore thumb on the sheet. And what's, uh, what's that, Coach? Well, uh, no touchdown passes and 23 interceptions. That's not uh, exactly the ratio that you want when you're coaching. We'll be back to look further at the stat sheet with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And uh, the Coach Art Turf Show brought to you as a very proud service 
of the Ohio University Inn. And we're back with Coach Turf looking at the Oyster stat sheet following the loss to ESP. What about uh, what about your rushing stats, Coach? Well, I'm glad you uh, looked at that on the statistics sheet because uh, we've done set a school record this year so far. Most folks carrying the football 17 already in not but eight ball games. And uh, I see old Fumbles Freeman down here has more fumbles and he's got yards. And unfortunately, he's got to stay on the team because his daddy gives more money to the Alumni Association than anybody. Let's flip it over. Maybe the defensive stats will look a little bit uh, better. What about I, your... Uh, I've done flipped it over here, I, and I see good old Bags Bogurski. He's our defensive tackle, you know, Bags. We call him grocery bags because that boy is about as wide as he is tall, and it's fitting that a boy named grocery bags would lead the team in sacks. I see a category here, Coach, C and B. I've never seen that on a stat sheet before. What is that? Well, you know, everybody on the ball club has got uh, something in that category, and well, I believe we lead the nation in that, and that's cuts and boozes. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Annette Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. C and B, cuts and bruises. We lead the nation in that uh, category right there. Let's get this going here. Our 70 first year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM That doesn't mean you can go the speed limit, though. Gotta just be cautious out there. Weather always a factor in our um, how we drive and everything like that. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It is, um, uh, let's see here, Groundhog Day, right? Yes, it is. And, uh, and good morning. Let's see. What, good morning. Buxatani Phil, probably the best known of the... Groundhogs <laughs> over in uh, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Are they known for anything else? I, I've never heard of anything else. Yeah, well, they really do it upright. They all get dressed up fancy and a proclamation and all of that sort of thing, a scrolled uh, document. Um, you got to look up Buckeye... Um, Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, got also, it right here. While we're at it. But uh, Puxatani Phil emerged from his burrow this morning to forecast that there will be six more weeks of winter. <coughs> the uh, spectacle that is Groundhog Day at Gobbler's Knob in Puxatani, Pennsylvania, still went on this year despite a winter storm and coronavirus pandemic. 
the prognosticator of prognosticators emerged at dawn this morning. Members of his inner circle revealed he had seen his shadow, indicating six more weeks of winter. Uh, Phil this year, like many years in the past, gave his forecast during a major snowstorm that hit the entire northeast. Well, we have more on this, but we do have a caller. Nope, we lost him. Okay. Um, I was trying to get there. Let's see. Buckeye Chuck, on the other hand, did not see his shadow. So at least in our region, that predicts an early spring for Ohio. Um, now, Pucks of Tony Phil, I don't have the history behind him. I don't know how many years he's been doing it. A long time, I can tell you that. But in the case of Buckeye Chuck, 1979 was the first year. And he's been doing it ever since. The only shadow that Buckeye Chuck may have seen this morning, as I mentioned earlier, was probably from, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, TV camera lights yeah. up there filming the release of uh, Buckeye Chuck to see if he did see his shadow. Well, anyway, good morning. Uh, you're on the air. Good morning. Anything for a party. This is J.W. Yes, Count sir. Me in, baby. <laughs> Count me in. I don't need any excuse. All I need is all I need is Dave and Scott. We can roll, baby. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. Hey, I meant to call a couple. I mean, I tried to call a couple weeks ago, but you guys have all these weird phone troubles. But I, so I want to say something then, and so I'm going to say it now. Do it. Especially it's appropriate still. Uh, so, Scott, you're ready for this. You'll love this. All right, go for it. So I have hated Tom Brady all of my life, most <laughs> yeah. of the time. But I must say, i got to give it to him. I am no longer a, a hater of Tom Brady. That guy's amazing. He, <laughs> you made a believer out of me, buddy. Uh, he's amazing. I, wow, unbelievable. Yeah. I know I've gotten through and said this, but I just want to say it again. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you know, 43 years old, that is uh, up there in the NFL. A lot of guys don't make it past what? Their mid to late 20s? Yeah, it's a, now, I don't, think he'll win the, I don't think they'll win the game Sunday, but the fact that he got there, wow, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And he's even talking about playing past age 45. Oh, I, yeah. Now. He, with his style, he could do it. Oh, yeah. He could do it. Yeah. They get but, uh, protection. Just amazing. Uh, you know, and... Well, and, well, well, and, well, let me ask now, J.W., why haven't you been a fan of his? I think you asked me that. Yeah, I remember now. Because he was just so good, and he didn't play on my team. And, <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah, I sort of felt like that about Aaron Rodgers being a Packer and then being a Bears fan. But <laughs> after what he did a couple of weeks ago, I just can't get over it. So he has not just won my respect, but he has, he has, he has won my awe. You know, you just got to give it to somebody like that. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. It really right. is. I mean, you think about the human body taking the toll it does playing football anywhere, but especially in the NFL. You know, with uh, and he's had the good fortune of being protected by some good offensive lines. Yeah. Over to a new team. Yeah, a brand new first league. year. Yes, all new. Everybody. Yeah. You can see it in the first half of the season. They're trying to learn each other. They're struggling. 
And then to win three road games in the playoffs like that? Yeah, unheard of. Wow. Yeah. And then, and I'm going to embarrass myself by not knowing this. Um, why did he leave his former team? I suspect that, you know, there's just a time to go. Um, you know, what else can I accomplish here? I don't know. I mean, you have to ask him. And he's going to give you, you know, the public comment and the private. I, I think if I could sit down with him with a couple of adult beverages, I could get the real <laughs> answer. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it was time to go. Uh, what else can you do? You've been here 20 years. You've, you've done everything. Six Super I mean, Jesus. I mean, what, what else can you do? And I suspect, you know, it's kind of like um, the rats leaving the sinking ship. I think he's like, let me get out of here. And based on the kind of season they had, you could just see. I don't think he wanted to go through that anymore. Okay. And finally, I think he just wanted a new challenge at his age. I applaud him for that. Okay. God, that's amazing. Yes, indeed. You want to know the biggest reason why he left? Okay. Oh, Mr. Scott, you, you know, tell me. I'm on it. Are you ready? Are you sitting ready. down? All right. Sitting down, baby. All right. The, the, the biggest reason, according to uh, what ESPN reported, was that Tom Brady was tired of dealing with Coach Bill Belichick. After 20 years. Okay, and so Scott, here's your first major mistake. Who cares about ESPN? You <laughs> trust those people? No. Uh, uh, no. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe I they're don't. no. Maybe they're right. Not me. I'm just uh, you know. Maybe I mean you're reporting them, so yeah. whenever you bring them in, you I I don't I don't. I, who knows? Who knows? Well, well uh, and and the Patriots owner Robert Kraft, you know, I, I think. Yeah. He, you know, he made a choice, either Belichick or Brady. And uh, for me, I, I'm taking, I don't care if he is 43, you know. He's still well, you know, um, Magic Johnson and some of the others, they've gotten coaches fired. You know, make your pick. Oh, yeah. You take the coach or you take me. Absolutely. So that's why I think it's a little suspect you're reporting, because I suspect if Tom said me or, yeah, I, well, I suspect. Well, here's what Robert Kraft said, too, is, you know, uh, with his age, Tom Brady's age, is uh you know he wasn't sure if he wanted to keep paying him, you know what fifteen million a year, twenty million a year, too. Yeah, so, yeah. but you know what, a guy that's done something like that for your franchise, don't you, don't you owe it to him? Man, I I'd pay him, I'd pay him your salary and Dave's and part of mine to keep oh, around. Oh, he small he, part of mine though. He'd be, <laughs> he'd be hurting for certain then with all of us. Combined. But I just love what they've done over there. They, <laughs> I forgot they made all those other changes on the defensive side, too. So oh, yeah. I suspect a pretty good game, but I suspect... Oh, I, I, I know you're waiting for me to say this, Dave, so I, here's my final <laughs> score. Let me pick it here before anybody jumps in on this. I'm going to go KC 35, and I'm going to go Tampa Bay 21. Hmm. Yeah, that's Not what bad. I got. Not bad. That's what I got. Not bad. I just don't think they have that. That Kansas City offense is good. God, I've never seen an offense like that in a while. Yeah, but look, I, I look, look <laughs> what the, look what the Cleveland Browns did to them at, at Kansas City. I mean, they shut down that offense, and the Browns are not known for doing that. Where are you going to watch it? Well, well, let me lay back. I'll be talking to Scott. I'll ask okay. you in a minute. Scott. Yes. Scott, Scott. <laughs> they shut him down because the kid got a concussion. If he'd been out there, he scored at least three more touchdowns. Come on. In the fourth quarter, you think? All right. Oh, good God. That, that offense? Have you seen that offense, Scott? They're pretty good. Oh, God. Yeah. Pretty good? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to watch it at home, Dave. 
right in my little man cave. Okay. <laughs> and uh, adult beverage in each hand. Uh-oh. You ready, baby? Anyway, thanks for indulging me, guys. <laughs> it's a snowy day. I'm in my office having a good cinnamon roll, and I said, let me call and bug these guys because <laughs> I love them. they got a good interview today. So keep it up, fellas. I'm listening. All right, well, man. Well, thanks for sharing the cinnamon rolls. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll see you later. See you, Doc. J.W. checking in, and, uh, of course, Super Bowl is uh, right around the corner here. Yeah. But it is amazing what Tampa Bay's done. They finished at the bottom of the standings last year, and then – all of a sudden, they're in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah what Tom Brady's done. Like Jay ever said, he, I, he's kind of like in the category of a, like the New York Yankees or or some college football team. You, you either love them or you don't. It's kind of like there. But apparently, Tom Brady has won over our beloved Dr. J.W. Smith. Today is the second day of February. It's National Groundhog Day. We've already mentioned that. It's National Heavenly Hash Day and National Tater Tot Day. That's really important stuff. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) And we're even foodies. I don't mind tater tots. What's Heavenly Hash? What do they mean by that? Um, Well... I guess it can be anything. It, it's ice cream, candy, cake, pie, okay. brownies, truffle bars. It's um, a, a treat, I guess. 33rd day of the year, 332 days now remaining. Uh, our highlight in history, we go back to February 2nd, 1990. In a dramatic concession to South Africa's black majority, the president, F.W. de Klerk, lifted a ban on the African National Congress and promised to free Nelson Mandela. New Amsterdam, now part of New York City, was incorporated on this date in 1653. In 19, rather, 1876, the National League of Professional Baseball Clubs was formed in New York. In 1913, New York City's rebuilt Grand Central Terminal officially opened to the public at one minute past midnight. 1914, Charlie Chaplin made his movie debut as a comedy short entitled Making a Living. It was released by Keystone Film Company. 1922, the James James Joyce novel Ulysses was published in Paris on Joyce's 40th birthday. There are Literally hundreds of things we could bring up on any given date. We just gave you a sampling there. Uh, Something that caught my ear this morning was that... um, Oh, shucks. Now I'm having a little brain uh, problem here. Um, Actor. Died. Um good friend. That's why I'm embarrassed here. 
He played a Mark Twain. Um, all sorts of... Help me out. Oh, um, Hal Holbrook. Thank you. Yeah. There it is. I'm, I'm trying to think. so of. embarrassing when you can't remember something, especially when you're live on the air. I worked with Hal Holbrook up at Playhouse on the Green, which was just north of Columbus. I think he had a lot of connections to Denison University. Um, very classy guy. Fun. Um, but Mercy, what a career he had. 94, was it? Uh, I think it was 95. 95. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always loved his portrayals of historical figures. Did, did he not do a portrayal of Lincoln at one point? If so, I do not recall. I seem to remember him doing something like that. Yeah, he was quite a great actor. How about birthdays? Remember Tom Smothers? The Smothers Brothers? Yep. He's 84 today. Rock singer and guitarist Graham Nash, 79. Barry Diller, TV executive, 79. Actor Bill Hopkins, 77. Country singer Howard Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers, 75. Ina Garten, TV chef, 73. Actor Jack McGee, 72. Brent Spiner, 72 as well. Another actor. Uh, let's see, Senator John Cornyn. From Texas, 69. Uh, Christy Brinkley, the model, 67. Michael Talbot, actor, 66. Kim Zenner, I'm sorry, Zimmer, another actor, 66. Michael T. Weiss is yet another actor, 59. Who else do we have here? Actress Jennifer Westfelt, 51. Uh, actress Lori Beth Denberg, 45. Shakira, the singer, 44. Youngest person listed today is an actor, Zasha Mamet, who's 33. All right. <clears throat> Check, put those over there. Um, let's see, historical events. We did this first one already. This is a different report. In 1901, Queen Victoria's funeral takes place in St. George's Chapel, Windsor Castle, England on this date. Uh, 
Actually, most of those we've already done. Farrah Fawcett. Was she alive? And that's pretty um, hard to imagine that she isn't. Sure is. Today would be her birthday. She was born in 1947. James Joyce. James Joyce. Is, uh, was born on this date in 1882, died in 1941. Wasn't he a writer, I want to say? James Augustine Aloysius Joyce was an Irish novelist, short story writer, poet, teacher, and literary critic. He contributed to the modernist avant-garde movement as regarded as one of the most influential and important writers of the 20th century. He wrote uh, uh, publications such as Ulysses, Dubliners, Finnegan's Wake, among many. Here's the last name I'll throw at you, George Hallis. Oh, George Hallis. He was the owner of the Chicago Bears for many, many years. Well, this is a very young picture of him. Yeah. Born in 1895 on this date, died in 1983. Yeah, he was uh, very influential in getting the Bears to Chicago and bringing them to the top of the NFL. And a matter of fact, on the jerseys of the Bears, they still wear his initials, G-S-H, on one sleeve. We have two famous deaths to mention, and uh, neither one of them is uh, ringing any bell for me. Okay. Dmitri Mendeleev, Mendeleev, M-E-N-D-E-L-E-E-V. Dmitri, he was a Russian chemist and inventor, best remembered for formulating the periodic law and created a far-sighted version of the periodic table of elements. He was uh, born in 1834, but died on this date in 1907. And the last person, I'm not sure I want to know, just based on his photograph, uh, this is a a young person who lived a short life, Sid Vicious. Oh, what a name. Born in 1957, died on this date in 1979. Oh, you might like this. He was an English bassist. And he was also a vocalist for the rock group The Sex Pistols, a British punk rock band. Hmm. Yeah, he didn't live very long, did he? 22 years by my count. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's see here. Let's uh, talk about uh, COVID a bit. Uh, We do that on uh, free-for-all editions, and by the way, this is. Uh, here in Athens, let me get my figures, get the right columns and everything. Uh, we still have are standing at nine deaths. That hasn't changed in some weeks, quite a few weeks. But we had 33 new cases yesterday, bringing the total now up to 4,060. 561 of those 4,000 are active presently. Um, I think 155 are in the hospital. 
you're doing the math, 3,490 people have recovered. And I'm having a devil of a time keeping up with this vaccination stuff. Like, I'd like to be able to say, as of today, there have been 1,726 vaccinations in Athens County. I feel that's underrepresented. I feel that represents just those that have occurred through the um, Athens County Health Department. Could very well but, be. But uh, those that are um, administered by other entities, and we, we know some of our uh, pharmacies and things like that are doing it as well. I just, I just have a feeling that figure's low. I have a little more faith in the state figures. So let's move on to the state of Ohio. Uh, there were 3,287 new cases yesterday, statewide, bringing the total since this all began to 899,079 cases. Presently, there are 142,076 active. In the state of Ohio, we have 6,621 in ICU care, 38,909 in regular hospital rooms. And the figure that I think is always um, uh, makes you feel a little better is that we have 85,316 recovering at their homes. Here at our staff, we've had two COVID cases. Both are recovering at their homes or have recovered already. Um, we have 33 staffers, folks. Um, let's go on. Okay, so in the state of Ohio, so far, 757,003 people have recovered. Now, I told you the vaccinations here. In the state of Ohio, and I think this is a fairly accurate figure, as of yesterday, 853,965 people have received at least one shot. Some have now had both. The death figure since this all began, and I might add that was March 1st of last year, 11,230. Do we need to do the nation in the world? Uh, did we do it yesterday? I can't remember. I can't. I, yeah, why not? Well, let's at least do the U.S. Yeah. By the way, once again... I am simply amazed at Israel and Bahrain and a couple other places where they have 
really um, been very effective with the vaccines. Israel is number one in the world in terms of having their people vaccinated. Does that mean they're completely done yet? No. But mercy, they're way up there. Well, anyway, back to the U.S. Um, 332 million people live in our nation, of course, give or take. Um, we have 15,606 new cases yesterday. That's way down. But you find the day after a weekend is always a low figure or lower than customary. But that's extremely low. <clears throat> Cases so far, 26,782,835. There have been 452,428 deaths in the U.S. There are presently 9,876,416 active cases and 16,453,991 are fully recovered. Vaccinations in the United States thus far the figure that we've been given is 17,596,106. Now, today's February 2nd. You know, the uh, governor announced this uh, timetable whereby if you're 90, 85, then 80, and then 75, and then 70, right? Yes. These were all weeks in which people of those ages uh, would receive, um, could receive their vaccine. I'm 71. My wife's 73 or four, one or the other. Anyway, um, this is our week in theory. We did uh, register early with the um, health department. We've been told we can call different places like certain pharmacies and stuff like that. I thought I would uh, just um, go through the health department. Now, the health department decided, <clears throat> and this is not a bad, I'm not criticizing them at all. But they decided this week they really need to do all the school folks, teachers, um, administrators, administrators, yep. uh, for that Staff. matter, custodians, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I have a feeling that's going to affect a little bit. Um, yeah, more than likely. They're doing, I think, most of that on Thursday. I have a feeling that will affect this group of seventy to seventy-five, which I'm in. But that's 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 okay. I get it. Anyway, um, there certainly is criticism, and it's not of our health department. It's of the whole program, K-12. 
can't they get it out faster? I don't know. I would love to get involved in trying to make it happen, but, yeah. but I bet there's dozens of people aching to do that. Yeah. Maybe hundreds. Yeah. And uh, aren't, aren't uh, OU med students being helpful in that respect oh, as well? Absolutely. You know, with the with the uh, building, new building there, yeah. the Heritage Building, right on West Union, uh, offering vaccinations. I wonder if they count those. Oh yes. In the, I mean, in the That's county. That's the county count. That's the county count. So they, you know, if you're getting one through a private physician or another location somewhere, maybe it not included in the total, like you mentioned earlier. Of seventeen twenty six for think, Athens I County. I think keeping track of the pharmacies that pharmacies, have far yeah. smaller supplies, but they're still doing it. Yeah, still contributing. Um, I think those numbers. I just have a hunch are coming in late. Could be, and so they don't show up on the daily count always accurately. It doesn't matter. Get them in the arms. Yeah. Okay. Um, I brought in um, two things here. One is called the best places for Valentine's Day. Now, Valentine's is what, for the 14th? Yes. Always the 14th, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. Well, you've heard the old saying, money can't buy love, right? But it certainly can express it. (laughs) It can't hurt. (laughs) This year, Americans collectively will spend more than $21.8 billion on Valentine's Day gifts. We're talking about greeting cards to jewelry to a special night out. With the average lovebird shelling out $164.76. Well, you don't need to empty your wallet. Uh, There goes my phone. Sorry. You don't need to open your, um, to empty your wallet just to show your romantic side, though. Depending on where you go and what you do, a sweet evening can be inexpensive and still have the same quality. Plus, staying in, staying in may be a better choice this year given the COVID-19 pandemic and the fact that we're still a few months away from widespread vaccination. So, with love in the air, Wallet Hub played Cupid to determine the most romantic and cost-effective cities for Valentine's Day. We compared 100 of the largest U.S. cities across 14 different key metrics, ranging from food... I'm sorry, no, ranging from florists per capita to COVID cases to high-quality takeout food and so on and so forth. Okay, so let's see how this thing unfolds. Come on, paper, separate. There we go. Oh, this printed double-sided. Okay. I can never tell when my printer is going to go double-sided and single-sided. Oh, well, we'll have to go in the settings and I, look. I know where it, 
appears, but I don't change it. Hmm. I, I prefer one-sided paper. Maybe it has the default setting as something else. I guess. Number one city in the uh, nation. What would you guess? Oh, I will say Las Vegas. Hmm. I'm looking down the list. It comes in 40th. I, I wanted to say Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Uh, well, 40th is Las Vegas. Now, one of these categories, safety, budget and activities, gifts, accessibility, weather forecast, and so on and so forth. They have 14 different things they blend together. The number one place, they say, is San Francisco. Um, I've spent some time there. I worked at KFRC. It is a great city. I have very, a very high opinion of it. Cool. Second, Honolulu. That was going to be one of my next guesses, somewhere in Hawaii. Now... Third is Portland, Oregon. I tell you, I've only briefly been there. And I did not have enough time there to have a sense of that. But that's that's pretty highly ranked, you know? Hmm. All right. S Seattle makes four. San Jose, California, San Diego make five and six. Austin, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Who did not get your Columbus crew. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Austin, Texas is seventh. Now, you know, I do hear from people in academic world, you know, Athens and Austin are really cool for different reasons. Some are similar. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sure if I were... Associated with Austin, Texas, and the university there, I'd be pretty high on myself, too. Oh, yeah. They, they have a really big blues fest in Austin, Texas every year, too. I know some people from around this area that travel there to see it. Obviously, with the pandemic, it didn't happen last year, but they, they speak very highly of that. Oakland, California is 8th. Orlando, Florida, ninth. Sacramento, California, 10th. Fremont, California, 11th, Raleigh, North Carolina, 12th, and Virginia Beach Oh yeah, is 13th. How about the uh, bumper stickers, T-shirts, Virginia is for lovers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kansas City, 14th, Atlanta, Georgia, 15th. Okay, we, we can't go any further with this, except we need to point out our Ohio cities, right? Okay. Or, or any other one we can think of. Neighboring states, yep. So, in the state of Ohio, what city do you think they say is the best place for... Oh, I'm going... i got to go with Athens, Ohio. <laughs> right well, these, smack these are... dab here in southeast Ohio. Yeah. Well, I... Of course, Athens is not large enough to uh, mm. make this group mm. in terms of population. I tried, Athens. Yep. <laughs> it is Cincinnati. It comes in 19th overall. Columbus comes in 28th. 
Cleveland 58th. Toledo 88th. That might be the end of it. It is. So these are the top 100 places. I liked Toledo the times I've been there. <clears throat> I I will tell you, of all the major cities in the state, I know it the least. Played baseball there a few times, visited there a few times for uh, just recreational activities, mm. some boating, the zoo. The zoo's great. Well, let's see here. Let's do another thing here. Okay, so that we're staying on the same general topic. Cheapest three-course meal for two. Uh, the best cities. Three of the best are in Arizona. Gilbert, Chandler, and Glendale. But Plano, Texas, and Fremont, California also show up. Cheapest three-course meal for two. Most expensive three-course meal for two. Um, Detroit, Milwaukee, New York City, Cleveland, and Miami. Wow. Lots of few northern states there. Cleveland, Detroit. Okay, how about most jewelry stores per capita? I hear brew. I hear a, a what, dog. What's Brewer doing here at this hour? I have no idea. Oh, it's hungry. Okay, most jewelry stores per capita. Orlando, <laughs> Scottsdale, Honolulu, Tampa, Miami. That all makes sense. Fewest jewelry stores per capita. San Bernardino, Gilbert, Arizona, Detroit, Michigan, North Las Vegas, and Fremont. That's strange about Vegas. I was just thinking about, you know, the the instant wedding chapels they have out there, and folks needing to get, North go, Las Vegas is go grab some jewelry real quick. <laughs> quite different than. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Okay, florists. The most versus the least. Miami, Orlando, Las Vegas, Honolulu, St. Louis. Those are the most. Fewest. Gilbert again, Arizona, Henderson, Nevada, Newark, New Jersey, Aurora, Colorado, and Garland, Texas. Most chocolate shops per capita. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, the highest group is um, New York City, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Honolulu and Pittsburgh. The fewest being Laredo, Texas, Newark, New Jersey, San Bernardino, Garland, Texas, and Lubbock, Texas. And the final thing I've got here is best weather forecast for Valentine's Day. So they have the best places being, in fact, there's a tie, so there's six of them, Colorado Springs, Sacramento, Aurora, Colorado, Wichita, Wichita, Kansas, and then a tie between San Jose and Denver. No Hawaii cities in there? That's kind of surprising. Yeah. I was 
waiting for you to say Honolulu or Oahu or... Worst weather cities. Somewhere you've been. Minnesota. I'm sorry, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Detroit, St. Paul, Miami, and Anchorage. (laughs) Miami? How can that be the worst? I don't know. (laughs) Well... Okay, I put that one away. Maybe they had some bad weather on the day they did the survey. Where is our, 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 our gone? Our hour is rapidly <clears throat> heading that way. I have two other reports, and you know, we never did finish the presidential thing. Um, well, we can put those in the archives again. Yeah, but I, I was just looking at some stuff, and... Let's see here. I, I found some odd facts. So maybe we'll just finish these last three minutes on this. 35% of American workers said they would forego a pay raise in exchange for having their boss fired. Have you ever felt like that? Never. Are you kidding me? I don't mean here, but anywhere. I know. I haven't wished that ill on anyone, I don't think. <laughs> Not that I remember. Well, now, now that I think about it, that I may have yeah. considered that. Okay. <laughs> the word school comes from the ancient Greek for free time. That's kind of weird. I guess there was a man who wore 70 pieces of clothing to avoid baggage charges at an airport. (laughs) He was going to Gilbert, Arizona for Valentine's Day. Where the cheapest dinner is. 51% of people think stormy weather affects cloud computing. Okay, here's another. Surgeons who grew up playing video games make 37% fewer mistakes. Hmm. Mexican jumping beans jump because of moth larvae inside the bean. That would make one jump. Did you know that the Hundred Years' War lasted 116 years? I, I knew it wasn't 100 years, but I, I yes, I did know there was something odd about it. Hey, incidentally, Punxsutawney Phil is 134 years young. You were talking about Buckeye Chuck now, earlier. Do a quick look up. We only have a minute here. California's official state animal is what? The, the bear. It's a uh, black bear. Well, it says California's official state animal is also extinct. Hmm. Yeah, Punxsutawney Phil is 134 years old. In Cleveland, Ohio, it's illegal to catch mice without a hunting license. <laughs> 
Can that still be? Uh, who knows? The CIA, which I had a little bit to do with at one point in my life, reads up to 5 million tweets daily. Wow. Big Brother is watching you. Yeah, I guess so. Folks, have a wonderful day out there. We'll be back to join you again tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We're following breaking news out of Florida. Police say several FBI agents have been shot serving a warrant at a home near Fort Lauderdale. The extent of their injuries is not confirmed. WFOR-TV's Brooke Schaefer is on the scene. The Miami Herald reporting that this was all part of a child porn investigation. Still a massive police presence here in Sunrise. The suspect is said to be barricaded inside his home. Besides that large contingent of officers outside, there are also many at a hospital nearby. New COVID cases and deaths are going down after spiking in January. Still, medical workers say conditions in hospitals are harrowing. Correspondent David Begno is at a medical center outside L.A. Captain Joe Hargrave has been at Riverside University Health System for more than three weeks now. Hargrave is haunted by what the virus is doing, not just to the patients, but to the families, too. Their only news about their loved one often comes over the phone. And in many cases, it's Hargrave that's connecting them. Today, a wife had three children, and it's like, who do you choose to come with you to say goodbye to your father? You know, if it was, if, if it was my father and my mom had to make the decision about who would go with her to say goodbye. I just can't imagine that. Republicans say President Biden listened but didn't budge during a two-hour Oval Office meeting on their compromised COVID relief bill. Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy tells CBS this morning. The president's message has been a call for unity and bipartisanship. We had bipartisanship for the first five, and it's out the window on the sixth. The price tag on their proposal is about a third of the president's $1.9 trillion package. A heads up for electric car owners, Tesla is recalling 135,000 Model S luxury sedans and Model X SUVs. Touchscreens can